1: And for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eating. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooker. It's been one Long spooky night.
2: I mean, yeah, no, yes, it has. It has been one long spooky <laughs> we, night. It's it's been a long night because this is episode eleven. <laughs> the episodes are about half an hour each. Mm-hmm. You don't usually start night till six or yeah, seven. Carry the tube. You know, and upside we,
1: down. down it's about nine pm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You and I have a number of running arguments that always simmer just below the surface, Shag. And I think that's one of the <laughs> strengths of our friendship that we only bring up disagreements when we're recording what's going on. <laughs> we really oh, let them simmer down. Okay, don't we? All right, yeah, cool. Cool. Now, Shag, is Reshes going to give me any free beer or free money as a result of them being shouted out on this podcast? Look. All no, no, con- no, 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 no. You are an experienced, 10-year deep mm-hmm. media person and copywriter who's worked in advertising for that long. It's a yes, no question. Have reshers already or will they shortly give us any free beer for this podcast?
2: So, Peach, you're a lawyer, so you know that yes, no questions don't really exist, <laughs> right? Okay, so number one... <laughs> But number two, so here, let me, let me tell you something. So conventional wisdom Mm. says you're dreaming this is ridiculous, Mm. but also nobody in the advertising and marketing world. Pardon me. No, but nobody. Just
1: having a sip of rushes.
2: Nobody in the advertising and marketing world knows how to do anything because a brand might spend hundreds of thousand dollars on video (sighs) and get a thousand likes on YouTube or a thousand views on YouTube. And a kid on TikTok might get $6 within two seconds. So everything I've learned from work tells me on the one hand that doesn't make any sense. But on the other hand, it's exactly the kind of crazy thinking (laughs) that might land you a sponsorship from Russia. So I reckon just keep going with it, Paige.
1: Now, Shag, part of the reason I raise it is that in here before I just recorded a reshes and a case note.
2: Oh my god, right? we're already cross promoting. So everything. we're cross
1: promoting this video series I do called Coffee and a Case <laughs> which Note,
2: which is relatively popular
1: on LinkedIn. In the case, didn't I re-
2: you get? Can I? Sorry, I'm, oh, I'm yeah, sorry go, to interrupt. Didn't you get a follower from another country try to emulate it?
1: Oh, I've had more than one. Wow, like emulate copies. It's really yeah, nice. That's Coffee cool. and a Case Note. Don't go there; it'll be boring. This is a fun podcast. Stay here. Yeah. Okay, so I just recorded a reshes and a case note. And the whole point was to do a bit of a crossover and to shout out this podcast. And what I hope I achieved with it is to drag one side of what's going on over to this side of what's going on. And the point of coffee in a case note is that I sip a coffee and I talk about a recent legal decision. The point about reshes and a case note was to try to advertise this reshers-y podcast right here. And the case I spoke about tonight was about eye surgeons. And Shag, this has been one long spooky night. (laughs) And I wanted to put to you a couple of recent spooks I've had. Just on some adventures I've taken outside of the studio in this long spooky night. While we're recording this podcast. Eye surgeons put their scalpels straight into the eyeballs of
2: people. Yeah, get this. So you can't... Close your eye. Like, you have to be aware and watching the thing happen. But this is is so gross because I was talking to somebody today about laser eye surgery. So now it's awesome. Now it's like keyhole surgery. Into your eyeball. Yeah, yeah. But it goes through the side. It only takes 40 seconds per eye. It's done really quickly. 40 seconds? Yeah, you don't feel a thing. It's super quick, right? Mm. Back in the day, I didn't quite get the full explanation, but they essentially left you with a scar flap on your eyeball, which... I, like, I don't like to hear the word flap in any sort of context medically anyway, oh. but in your eyeball, I just don't like that feeling. Oh, that's
1: not what I'm about.
2: But look, what you are about is uh, finding out and getting used to the idea of things like eyeballs getting pierced oh. and exploded in horror movies. So that's what we're talking about today. Peach, I went back to... This- is this another <laughs> simmering
1: beef just below the surface? No, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. We're not going to talk about your cult. So I went back to... <laughs> I went. I went back to your list of scary films, and you
1: went back to it. Did you?
2: Yeah. On this night that has only yeah. gone for a couple of or hours. Why did you so far. text
1: me for me to go back to it <laughs> yeah, and I, send it to so you? So I texted.
2: So I texted yeah, you to send you. it. Yeah. Thank you. I actually feel really bad about that because it was literally in our text conversation, and all I could have done was just gone back through it. But I asked you to resend it to you. You texted back to me and said, "I'll just go through our text conversation <laughs> and find it." Instead of being like, "Oh, I can do that. Don't worry about it." I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a good friend. But anyway. That's so, how you earn a watch. So I went back through it after you sent it to me. And I wanted to uh. do one of the films that was at the top of your list that we've talked about before on this podcast, but we've never actually done. Uh, it's recently been remade with oh, a Tom York soundtrack. S-
1: no, you said we weren't.
2: It's... it's- uh, I'm really excited to do this one today. Are uh, we doing the old one or the new one? We're doing the new one. The old one wouldn't make any like they don't make sense anyway in the retelling. But the new one, but like it's weird. It's yeah. weird. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about this one with you today. Today we're doing Sus- yes, we're doing Suspiria. Peach, the trailer for Suspirium, the remake. I believe that's a trailer you've seen before because you have you have not stopped talking about this film all the way through, like before we'd even really conceived this podcast, while we were talking about making this podcast and on this podcast you've been talking about it. Tell me, what fascinates you about Suspirium so much?
1: Um, well, uh, there's the pop culture element. I, I think I knew it, but it was awesome to see it again in the preview that Tilda Swinton, pop culture the best pop culture person ever. Tom York, pop culture, second best pop culture person ever. (laughs) That's cool and exciting. Um, In 1996, my family took a holiday to Austria. And we went to a place called Kitzbühel. And there was a frozen lake outside and there were cars that would occasionally drive by. And my dad told me a story about the scariest movie he ever saw Uh, and it was about a coven of witches who you would know were outside your house because you would just see little red lights come up outside the house and that's how you knew the coven of witches were coming.
0: Oh, God. And this was
1: a time So how old were you? I was too old. 14, (laughs) 13, 14. I was
2: was You'd be like five or six. Too old. I'm
1: amazed you weren't just like shut up, I, Dad. I was a young 14. Yeah, okay. You, you were, knew me. You, were, you knew me at 14. We were
2: both pretty innocent 14-year-olds. Yeah. On. Um. We
1: like bis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> since then, it spooked me. I've since half stalked it. You know, from a dis, from a respectful distance. And one of the things that deeply spooked me out is just. That horror movie trope that I don't think we've confronted tonight on the spookiest night ever, which is just discomfort, just everything being normal but a little bit skew if, just a little bit off, that spooks me out. And then running into the room full of fucking razor blades spooks me and grosses me out a lot, like an eyeball surgery.
2: We haven't done enough films, I think, about like eyeball injuries, which is a big trope in horror films. Is and it? oh my gosh, like,
1: there's is there a like lot a of- sore where you've got to learn to value your eyeballs. No, because, yeah, they're probably like, like, stabbing <laughs> yourself in the eye or something. No, because you think about it, it's like,
2: Horror film sequels are all about escalation, right? So you start with a really good one. It takes off. It's exciting. So you've got to do more. But people go in there for the deaths and the horror, right? So you've got to keep amping it up right you've got to keep escalating it's like okay well we've chopped someone's head off that's a bit like if, if you do if you do yeah so the next one you have to be like i'm well, learning what's, stuff what's okay, grosser yeah, yeah. than chopping a head off? and like generally people eventually make their way to the eyeball because no one likes thinking about an eyeball being like pierced or sliced or gouged out or the jelly coming out of it <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. So anyway. So that, is a, that no, is a, they
1: do
2: But look, that idea of unease that you're not cool on. The good thing about a Wikipedia synopsis is that's all about the filmmaking <laughs> techniques. But imagine the thing feeling, you do. Have imagine, to imagine feeling
1: diseased. As
2: as we read this out, imagine that uh, unease the whole way through. But also imagine Tom York's score, and he sings a lot in it. So it's also it's often like you piano and like. Oh, yeah. You're all you
1: <laughs> all
2: Anyway. All right. So this is this is Suspiria, made in 2018. It is an update on the original made by Dario Argento in 1977. It shares a lot of similar like plot things and a lot of it's it's like the same movie. But I think this one makes a lot more sense than the 1977 one, which I think makes it an easier one to do on the show. Fuck the
1: 1977 <laughs> one. <laughs> All right, so we- fuck you, Dario Argento. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? (laughs) What is up?
2: All right, so we open in the German autumn of 1977. You know how, like, when you go through Wikipedia, they'll. Have a link on words that have their own page.
1: Tell me, autumn so, has its no, own page. No, of course
2: it does. But German autumn <laughs> has its own page. I'm not going to go through, but it's good to know that yeah, it's sick. it's it's a thing. Um, so in German, in the German autumn of 1977, mm-hmm. Susie Bannion, a young American woman from a Mennonite family in Ohio, arrives in. What's Mennonite? It's kind of like Amish, I think. Okay. I think. I think yeah, look, we, I'll we take actually it. have somebody else in the studio, Al Greg from Alex we, uh, Friday Albers. E, e, e. Al, do you know what e, e, Mennonite, Mennonite is? Mennonite.
0: No idea. I just assume it's some sort of Christian, like mm. you know, minor Christian sort of set. Oh yeah, definitely is offshoot denomination. Yeah,
2: I'll take it. It's one of those things. Young American woman from Mennonite family in Ohio arrives mm. in West Berlin to audition for the Helena Marcus Tanz Group, which they don't explain here, but it's like a it's like a famous dance troupe. Sick. A student there... You've seen it, yeah? I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. I saw it with Al, so there you go. Uh, A student there, Patricia Hingle, has concurrently disappeared after revealing to a psychotherapist, Dr. Joseph Klemperer, that the school's matrons are a coven of witches who worship the three mothers. A trio of witches who once roamed Earth, spreading darkness, tears... And this is my favourite one, size. <laughs> I feel like you start with size. <laughs> you go in the size
1: other. Size in they're size, big.
2: No size. Oh, is size, in like, size uh. in like, but probably like the like the huh, like a bad size. Size are
1: reasonably good as far yeah, as I'm. some mean, of them are. As far as I'm concerned, is this the guy in the age makeup who's probably Guy Pierce or whoever it is who I saw in? Yes, the, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sec- so
2: he's he's a he's a. He's a mm, Relatively main character. Let's do it. So the witches are individually known as Marta Tenebra... Tenab ten, ten, Tenebra... Tenebra... It looked like yeah. Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah, me. yeah. Marta Lacrimorum mm. and Marta Suspiri... Suspiri... Suspiriarum.
1: So, Good sorry. names. Catchy. <laughs> Good, catchy names. Freddy, Jason, Martyria, Bloderia, Suspiria...
2: Anyway, anyway, anyway. Okay, so Susie befriends a wealthy classmate, Sarah Sims, as her dancing quickly begins to attract attention from the head artistic director and choreographer, Madame Blank. Hey. Who I think is Tilda Swinton. It's gotta be Tilda. If I remember correctly. It's your boy. Anyway, so during a rehearsal... Patricia's friend and Soviet student, Olga, accuses the matrons of They're being...
1: in the Soviet Union. Everyone is a Soviet student. No, it's West... West Berlin. Oh, it's West Berlin. It's West Shut Berlin. up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's only an honours degree in history. Sorry. It was only first class honours. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. So, okay. This Soviet student, Olga, accuses the matrons of being responsible for Patricia's disappearance, as well as practising witchcraft. <gasps> She attempts to flee the school, only to become disoriented and trapped in a room. Meanwhile, oh, Susie. I don't pe- like it. Yeah, this is this is. This,
1: yeah, this sounds this, pretty spooked.
2: It's it's about to get spooky. Meanwhile, Susie performs a dance for Madame Blanc. However, her movements physically and violently inflict damage on Olga's body. So, let me set the scene so for you. So
1: Olga's in the room. Olga's run off. Yes. Olga's
2: Olga's in this room where she's trapped. There's no doors, and while Susie is doing this performance. Olga mirrors it, but in ways her body shouldn't, so her arms are bending in the wrong way. You hear bones break and the body do things it can't do, and she's just, like, screaming the whole time. It is one of the most horrific things I've ever seen on screen. Like, it's absolutely... You know, except for, like, there probably is a Tom York soundtrack at the time. (laughs) (laughs) saying Like, you know, fuck capitalism. But, like, it's... It, it, like it is un, it, like, it's undeniably horrific. and Ugh. it's one of those things where it's like you, once you get over this fear, you should eventually watch it for this scene because it's pretty uh. special. But also awful. In fact, I don't know why you'd want to watch
1: it. Just the one with the jaw dislocated in the trailer. I feel oh. like that was like a minor version of what goes on.
2: Yeah. It's, so, anyway, so after Susie's performance, the matrons drag Olga's mangled body away with large hooks. So they go in. She's with, dead,
1: sure. Like, yeah, she's dead. Oh, she died of the And dance, so they so. take
2: these hooks and they, like, they're, you know, those giant, like, yep, scary yep, hooks. I think yep, there's I one it. in the trailer.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yep. Put it in and they Big drag. Big dog hooks. Yeah. Yep.
2: They drag the body away
1: too much dancing (laughs) sorry not funny
2: (laughs) later they informally vote for the coven's new leader and elect mother Marcos an aging witch who has long ruled the coven over Blanc Uh, I think I keep saying Blanc or Blanc I think it's Blanc
1: Marcos good name for a lady
2: (laughs) they begin conspiring to use Susie as a host body for Marcos Miss Griffith, a sheepish matron, commits suicide. What? <laughs> this is my favorite thing. This
1: is my it's favorite,
2: is my favorite thing like... about these Wikipedia synopsis. <laughs> I'm sure Miss Griffith has been in there before, but we in within it's like that seven that six word. You know, like two shoe two shoes bought, never used. They were kids' shoes. Baby died. You know that's that six the saddest story ever in six words. For sale, baby shoes, never worn.
1: You know that thing? Oh, fuck.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's, yeah, ba- okay. that's basically this. Miss Griffith, a sheepish matron, commits suicide. A <laughs> sheepish? <laughs> a sheepish. Sheepish? As in, like, she's a bit... Like, like Lambert the sheepish line. Yeah, she's, she's soft. She's too soft to be in a
1: witch's coven. What, she can't dance?
2: Well, no, no she's just, like... She doesn't have the guts to make the tough calls, like... We have to sacrifice this girl to be a new body for Mother Marcos.
1: Mother Marcos, yeah, right. Sick. I'm about it. So that's why she commits suicide. Eight shit. That's right. Commits suicide. Oh, oh, I would. Oh, 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 oh. gosh. (laughs) Let's (laughs) keep it in. I'll
2: probably cut that out. Right. So anyway, so a lot has happened already. Susie, meanwhile, is doing super well as a dancer. Like everyone's like, she's cool. Like,
1: Murderer dancer, yep.
2: Well, no, she didn't know she was murdering. August. Oh, sorry. Nobody really explains how the magic works, but cool. somehow they tied them together, and yeah. Cool. Anyway, so Susie's quickly climbing the ranks as Blanc's protege, earning her the role of the protagonist in Volk. An upcoming, much anticipated performance. And it's a dance performance. And it's weird. This film has made me interested in contemporary dance because it looks kind of cool. Okay. They do some cool
1: stuff. I was going to say, imagine pitching this movie, like, guys. It's going to be pretty, pretty interesting. <laughs> it's about contemporary dance. Like, oh, tell me more. Look, we
2: went on opening week and it was a half full cinema Ooh. at the dandy. So, you know, I don't think, and like, even looking at this now, it was made for 20 million and worldwide it made 7.7. 7. And that's with a Tom York soundtrack. Tilda Swinton bringing the heat. Yeah, and Tilda Swinton in there. And it's like, they just...
1: They would have spent money on the special... Oh, sorry, 20 million. We've got the budget. Yeah, they wouldn't have spent a lot.
2: But yeah, anyway. Meanwhile, Klemperer becomes suspicious <laughs> of the matrons. Remember, yeah. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's the guy at the start?
1: Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, shit name. Another shit name.
2: Yeah, no, he's, he's the guy that the original girl who died was talking to yeah, the, yeah, the, the psychotherapist. Yeah,
1: uh, the age prosthetic makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you.
2: So, meanwhile, Klemperer becomes suspicious of the matrons and summons Sarah to his apartment to look at Patricia's journals. Initially sceptical, Sarah investigates and discovers a concealed corridor leading to the Mutter House, an inner sanctum where the coven holds their occult rituals. I <inaudible> just I just had to look back, but Sarah is uh, Susie's wealthy friend, who they mentioned at the start of, <laughs> of this synopsis, saying that she befriended Susie and didn't mention again.
1: That's fine. Let's and... go to the Mutter House.
2: All right, so... On the opening night of Volk, Sarah returns to the Sanctum to find Patricia, who is in a withered condition. She is discovered by the matrons before the performance, who manifest holes in the floor, causing Sarah to break her leg. However, Sarah emerges midway through the performance, dancing her part with robotic precision. Clemper watches as Susie and Sarah's eyes seemingly change colours, with Sarah's turning blue and Susie's turning brown. As the performance comes to a close, Sarah collapses in pain. Madame Blanc chastises Susie for interfering in the Maitre's affairs. Ooh,
1: I'm pretty spooked.
2: It's pretty. It only gets spookier from here. Ooh. So Klemperer refers to his dasha. What's a, a a dasha? Dasha?
1: Is that a, a dachshund?
2: A dasha? A dasha? I'm just going to quickly look it up.
1: Shag, time is money here, buddy. Reshas really want us to pump out this content. Okay, all
2: right. So uh, so it turns out dasha is or a Daka. Uh, I'm not pronouncing it right. Is like a word for your like your summer home. Your second cool. home. So, Klemperer returns to his dacha in East Germany, where he encounters Anke, his wife, who went missing during the war. Anke reveals that she first fled to Zurich and then eventually to Bristol after having escaped the Nazis. The couple walk together, eventually passing through the border, back into West Berlin, evading security. A lot this is this is a good like a lot happens in this. Okay, these yeah, few I'm like, okay.
1: <laughs> okay,
2: so Klemperer discovers he has been led to the academy for an impending witch's Sabbath. So he realizes this has all been a bit of a ruse. And in fact, because he's been looking into the witches, they've got to bring him into
1: this witch's Sabbath. Oh, what's a Sabbath?
2: Uh it's like their celebration. It's like their church.
1: Okay. I think. I'm having fun.
2: Uh, anyway, so so he's uh, being led back for their impending witches' Sabbath and he's subsequently ambushed by the matrons. Susie is led to the... Wasn't m- he going
1: there? He was like, I'm coming. No, but like... He
2: he realized like you realized it was all to a stop bit of a Well, no, so he that was just was like no, nah, because he just found his wife who's been who he thought died in the war. Like so, this is like thirty years later yeah. at least. So he's like, cool, let's go. Like let's take you back to West Berlin. Yeah,
1: let's go fucking see these witches. Also, awesome.
2: no, no, he wasn't even like he was just like let's just chill in East Berlin. But it's only when he gets there and he finds himself near the murder house, he's like, oh fuck, I've been inexplicably led here without me knowing. Because the big thing about this movie is the witches have magic, but it's kind of cool, but it's also kind of annoying how they never explain what it is or oh, like, how. It by works. the way,
1: their powers are. It's like leading Bl- <laughs> you back to the Muda house. Awesome. This is like Saw. This is so much like Saw. Flashback.
2: So Susie is led to the Muda house, where she discovers the matrons, along with Blanc and Marcos. The bewitched bodies of Sarah, Patricia, and Olga are disemboweled to begin the Sabbath, but Blanc attempts to intervene in the ritual. <coughs> Enraged, Marcos attacks Blanc, nearly decapitating her, which is, it's, it's nearly all... Nearly decapitating, it's, it's all super, Christ. What does it's, that look like? Oh, nearly headless like, Nick style. It's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. Um,
1: is there anyone important?
2: So Susie seemingly accepts her fate as Marcos's new vessel, only to reveal herself as Martyr Suspirium all along, there to claim the academy and annihilate the members of the coven who voted for Marcos instead of Blanc. She summons an incarnation of death, killing Marcos and her most faithful followers. Now, I need to set the scene of what actually happened there. So what's missing is a lot of the flavor that the movie gives that uh, Wikipedia can't quite give. So this room is quite a big room. There's all of these sort of like naked witches sort of basically going into like fits of like rapture. Marta Marcos has Is revealed, it a sexy movie? Uh, like, Is there a male gaze element? There's probably a bit of a male gaze element but mm. that immediately as soon as Susie who's actually Marta Suspirium uh, summons Death who isn't like in a cloak he look, he's like this demon looking character and you wouldn't know it's Death until you read the Wikipedia synopsis you just think it's this ghoul and when they say that Death kills people in the room Death literally touches them on their shoulder and their heads explode <laughs> and keep in mind <laughs> their heads explode explode while this crazy Tom York soundtrack is happening <laughs> at the same time and I mean. and that was a couple of sentences this scene goes for like <laughs> half an hour it doesn't end I remember laughing in the cinema thinking <laughs> I've never seen anything this insane it was crazy Al what did you think about that scene speak up
0: yeah it's it's it is amazing it's like um I think it's like that you know like with witches there's that whole kind of like it's almost like the thing that people, like, back in the day, you can imagine people hate, like, were afraid of witches because it was kind of like, um, it was almost like uncontrolled women and, and female sexuality. So the whole thing is, like, lots of, like, naked women sort of writhing around and it's all kind of, you know, like, I guess that's kind of what we think of when we think of, like, witches, you know, like, women, like, just allowed to, like, exist in, in a free thing. And then, like, this death thing's going around and, like, touching them all. They're all exploding. And then doesn't she... Is this like my mean, movie The story long Doesn't she then Isn't she then like Asking people If they want to die or not
2: Oh yeah that's right So she goes through And she's sort of like Would you like to die And they're like yeah cool Is that the end No 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 There's a bit more to go There's it a bit more to go It also
0: speaks to your fear Of like You know what you were saying At this start Of like You hate when things are Just like Sort of right but wrong Yes I think that's what the like the broken bones and that woman's like body
1: distorted. Mm. You know, it's like the body just doing things
0: that it shouldn't do. Yeah. Uh, like,
2: mm. do the skin roll. Uh. yeah that's kind of how it creates
0: this like... This, well, this I'm pretty
2: squid, spooked. Yeah, Alright, so just a bit more to go, Peach. So, <sighs> Olga, Patricia and Sarah each die peacefully at Susie's hand, because that's that thing. So, it's like, would you like to die? And they're like, cool, let's die. And she lets them die. Alright, Pete. Um... Klemperer is released the next morning in a catatonic state while the academy continues to operate. Miss Vendergast discovers Blanc alive. Susie, now his mother Suspirium, visits Klemperer and reveals that Anke, his wife, actually died in uh, one of the concentration camps after she was captured by the Nazis. Upon touching him, Klemperer suffers from a violent seizure that erases his memories. Susie leaves immediately after. That's the end.
1: That is a bizarre end. Look, I've been scared of this film for some time because I suspected I would find it a disorienting and strange experience. And I'm sure watching it would be upsetting, but listening to it was a disorienting and strange experience.
0: <laughs> I don't know what to think about this
1: film. I don't know if I'm scared about this film, but I am freaked out by the dancing, contorting bodies. I must say that's an ugly, Tony Colette climbing the wall style image that I expect to hang around while.
2: It always comes back to hereditary.
1: Uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. And Resh
0: What's up?